Good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, Alberta Agriculture has a unique solution to finding club root in canola. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton, and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans and brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan, call Harry Shepherd at 306-352-1866. Filling in for Jim Smalley, this is Ryan McNally. The official 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Increasing cloudiness, a 30% chance of flurries later this afternoon and a high of minus 5. Tonight, partly cloudy, 30% chance of flurries this evening, a low minus 11. Tomorrow, cloudy periods of snow beginning near noon with a high of minus 4. Wednesday, sunshine with a high of minus 11. Thursday, sunshine, a high of minus 6. And Friday, sunshine with a high of minus 1. The normal high for this time of year is plus 2. The normal low, minus 9. The sun rose this morning at 7.54. The sun will set tonight at 5.30. Around the province this hour in Estevan, Saskatoon, Weyburn, and Yorkton, it's all minus 6. In Moose Jaw currently, it is minus 6, and in Regina, it's minus 5. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best online at mcdougalauction.com. And brought to you by JGL Commodities, proudly serving Saskatchewan farm families for over 40 years. Looking to sell your grain? Call jglcommodities.ca today at 306-642-2378. Once again, filling in for Jim Smalley, this is Ryan McNally. We all know about members of the police canine unit, stiffer dogs who track down missing people, hunt down wanted criminals, and the drug trackers who are keep smugglers in line at the border. Dogs are also used to keep people from plopping boats affected with zebra mussels from entering provincial lakes. And now they're being trained to sniff out club root in canola fields. Michael Harding with Alberta Agriculture says it's just in the testing phase right now. So one of the reasons that we went down the road of uh, club root on canola is that when we survey or scout for club root, we can't it because it's under the ground and so the only way for us to confirm its presence is to uproot the plants or destructively sample them we can only look at and evaluate as many plants as we have time to pull up and so if we're doing a large provincial survey you know we can't scout the whole field and you know if the crop is still in we, we can't pull up every plant because we would destroy the farmers crop so this seems like a good target for training a scent animal to basically see under the ground with his nose and then alert us to the places in the field where the clubber pathogen was causing symptoms on the canola root. Harding talks about how the dogs were trained. From what the trainers tell me, dogs are always detecting scent around them all the time. So they can basically smell everything. You have to train them to alert you to what you want to detect. And so the trainer that I talked to worked with an extremely experienced trainer who works internationally with scent animals. When he asked his senior partner, do you think we could train dogs to detect club root? The trainer said, yes, what's club root? So it was their understanding that the dogs are smelling everything anyway. You just have to train them to alert you to what you want to find. And so that's what they did. We sent them material, scent target scent material, which was canola roots that have club root symptoms on them. And then in a clinical setting, they trained the dogs to alert them 
first of all, to find it, they would have many choices and distractors, and they go through a systematic process of teaching the dogs to find it, and when they do find it, alert the handler to, to its location. The project involving club root sniffing dogs started earlier this year. The two canines were transported from New Brunswick to Alberta in April. They selected the dogs that they were going to do this with back in about April. One of them was actually a rescue animal. It was a labradoodle that um, had been returned and was going to be euthanized. And they trained it. They showed that they could train this um, animal to be a, a working scent dog. And then in September, they flew out here with the dogs. They started with four dogs. They ended up training three of them, and then they brought two of them out to Alberta, and we went to canola fields that we knew had club root at various levels. But it, it was clear that they could, they could detect and alert to club root in the clinical trials. Harding says the two dogs act differently when identifying club root. Both of these dogs, you know, they could do it, but they alerted a little different. One had been trained previously to detect other scents, and then it had been recruited to this club root project. And so the way that it alerted was a lot of barking. The other dog did a lot of digging and putting its nose on the target scent. And so when we took them out into the canola field, they ran around. They would go back and forth. And there's a lot of trainer handling that goes into doing this. You have to approach the target scent from upwind so that the dogs couldn't catch the scent of it. And then they, they would go back and forth across the gradient until they were on it. And then their body language would change and they would just go directly to a spot and then the one dog would bark and the one dog would dig. And we visited four fields in two days and by the end, you know, by the third and fourth field, one of the dogs was actually pulling. Uh, we were in um, swathed canola fields so that the dogs could move around a little more easily. And there was one dog that was pulling the stubble up out of the ground. And so it would go find club root, and then it would actually pull the root up out of the ground with its, with its mouth, and, and we could see clearly that it was finding it. Harding says early detection of club root would help efforts to keep the disease in check. Club root is present in all three prairie provinces, but Alberta has by far the largest number of confirmed cases. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered, tough equipment on the market. And by Yorkton Auction Center Auctions, the first name you should think of in the auction business. Call 782-5999. The Canadian Federation of Independent Business has released the results of a survey from CFIB's farm members in Saskatchewan. According to the survey, agribusiness owners strongly believe that producing safe and healthy food is important to them, and just about all indicated that they have implemented ways to protect and preserve the environment. Marilyn Braun-Polin is the CFIB's Vice President of Prairie and Agribusiness. She says 96% of, indi of indicated that a healthy egg sector is important to the overall success of their business. So we really felt it important to, as we end Saskatchewan's egg months and as farmers are trying to wrap up a really challenging harvest, we felt it important to recognize the significant role that agriculture does play in local communities right across the province. And given that Saskatchewan is recognized worldwide for the quality of its crops and the province is also the second largest cattle producer province in the country, it's not surprising to see that the majority of small business owners 
dollars rely on a healthy ag sector. And so that's certainly the reason we wanted to highlight that. I think the other thing too is that given the tough harvest conditions that producers have endured this year, we also want to recognize, you know, that farmers make important economic and social contributions to producing safe and healthy food while protecting the environment. And the other data that we released was specifically among our agribusiness members and what we found is that there's some interesting results there that they also want the public to be aware of is that 98% of them say that they've implemented ways to protect and preserve the environment. And some of those examples can be increasing use of technology to help protect the environment, investments in equipment and machinery or vehicles that are more energy efficient. So they're doing a lot of things, carbon sequestered by grasslands and pastures. So that's an important piece of the survey data. But also, as is important, 88% of uh, agribusiness owners and Saskatchewan say that government should make science-based decisions in areas impacting agriculture. And I think that's really important. When you look at one of the top priorities, we believe, for the new federal government is to resolve those trade issues that we are facing right now that are impacting a number of our producers. But again, what we did find, though, is we also found that the majority of farmers um, have confidence in their provincial ministry of agriculture. About more than 8 in 10 say that they're confident that the provincial ministry of agriculture is committed to improving the business climate in the ag sector. And that's a good news story. And we saw last week's speech from the throne state that, you know, ag will play a major role in the new growth plan with a goal of increasing ag value-added exports to $10 billion by 2030. So we're encouraged to see focus on trade and expanding value-added exports. You know, as we know, Saskatchewan is a trade-dependent province, so certainly a focus on that will be welcomed. Agriculture is a huge contributor to the Saskatchewan economy, so having sound government policies and regulations that promote trade rather than hinder it is crucial. When you look at the egg sector, it's 8.4% of Saskatchewan's GDP. And the fact is, is that when you have a healthy egg sector, you've got producers that are buying machinery that are expanding their operation. It has a ripple effect throughout the whole economy. And we have seen just generally our overall outlook among small business owners in Saskatchewan has been weak. And, you know, you can't pinpoint it to one specific thing, but I can tell you the challenges in the egg sector are certainly with the tough harvest, the challenging harvest, but also with the trade challenges, the trade disputes unresolved. I mean, those those are having issues and an impact as well. And so we just felt it important to raise this awareness. Think of the growth plan. We're really looking forward to the specifics of that to see how best will that growth plan outline kind of a roadmap to not only help restore confidence among producers, but also general business owners, but also will it continue to address our competitive challenges? And I know the market access is one of the, you know, we've asked our members, it's one of the best ways governments can help their business improve its competitiveness and reduce risk for their farm. We've always said government policies can either fuel or dampen optimism. And so there needs to be an effort at all levels of government to create those conditions for farmers to grow and expand. And certainly we, with the federal government, the new federal government, we want market access to be one of their top priorities. And we need to get those existing trade disputes resolved and open up those markets and have market access for, you know, the many commodities that depend on those markets, like canola, pulses, meet. We need action on that. And sooner rather than later, that's one of the issues that we're hearing a lot about. Certainly, other things that we're hearing about is, you know, the cost of this federal carbon tax. I mean, we know fuel used on farms is exempt from the carbon tax, but we want the federal government to consider carbon tax exemptions for farmers that rely on natural gas and propane to either heat their barns or dry their grains. And we've heard about the significant costs that farmers are incurring at a time when they can least afford it. They're incurring these costs 
And so given the current harvest challenges, we need the government to consider those carbon tax exemptions going forward. That was Marilyn Braun Poland, the Vice President of Prairie and Agribusiness with the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. The Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollows Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And brought to you by Hicks Seed in Mossbank. If you have the need for feed, call Hicks Seed. Here are the latest Viterra grain prices. Durham unchanged 267.06. Feed barley unchanged 161.62. Canoles up $2.40 at 406.86. Flax unchanged at 485.93. Oats down 97 cents to 197.71. Yellow peas unchanged to 223.54. Feed wheat unchanged 147.79. And number one, Red Spring Wheat is down $1.01 at $2.15.59. The livestock quotes are brought to you by Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia at 642-4180 or Weyburn at 842-4574. And the Canadian Canola Growers Association. Up to $1 million now available to farmers. Visit ccga.ca slash cash advance for details. This is Graham Barnett with the Market Report Heartland here in Moose Jaw. 4,000 on offer here for the week. The heifer market looked two to four lower. The steers maybe one to three lower. The good cows, 77 to 85. Sales to 89. Here's what happened on Tuesday at our, our pre-sort. The 586 weights black steers, 207. 641 blacks at 204.50. The 703s bring 202. 760 weight black and red steers at 199 and a quarter. The 480 weight... Black heifers at 184 and a quarter, 593 weight black heifers at 178 and a quarter. Pre-sort char and Semental sale here Tuesday, November 5th. For more market information, give Heartland Moose Talk call at 692-2385. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. This is the Hams Market Commentary for Monday, November 4th. Hams sold 6,100 hogs Friday, selling in a range of 118 to 152 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 8,000 head. Selling in a range of 113 to 150 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Saturday, November 2nd are Maple Leaf Sig 5, 137.27, Hams Cash, 151.23, Thunder Creek Burkle, 158.26, and High Life, $150.88 per CKG. Hams Cash hog price today is down, and four contract prices opened lower this morning. On Friday, the Canadian dollar was up its two basis points, with the daily exchange rate at 1.3157. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 76.09 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets are all lower to start the week. Today, we see pressure mounting as thoughts of massive supplies start to weigh on cash in the absence of the demand necessary to clear the market at current price levels. That cash markets are pushing lower at this time of year should come as no surprise, however, as the move reflects seasonality as more hogs are being slaughtered at heavier weights, subsequently producing more pork. Weekly slaughter came in just over 3% higher than a year ago last week, a trend that is expected to the end of the year. Annual estimates on pork production for 2019 are coming in at 4.7% higher than a year ago, and exports, while good, have not matched expectations to absorb the extra production increased price support levels. On the outlook, increasing cloudiness today, 30% chance of flurries this afternoon, a high of minus 5. Tonight, partly cloudy, 30% chance of flurries this evening with a low of minus 11. Tomorrow, cloudy, periods of snow beginning near noon with a high of minus 4. Wednesday, sunshine, the high minus 11. And Thursday, sunshine, 
with a high of minus 6. Currently in Regina, it's minus 6. And that's Saskatchewan Agriculture for today. For Jim Smully, this is Ryan McNally.